0: From funding to finances, set up to staffing, the CEO coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by one of the experts of online business growth, management and development. Now, here to get you started is your CEO coach, Jillian Muse.
1: And good morning. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music on a beautiful Puget Sound Monday morning, hoping it's beautiful wherever you are listening around the world. I'm here this morning with Brian Brewer, who is the founder and CEO of Business Plans Northwest. Welcome back, Brian.
2: Good to be here, Jillian.
1: Great. We're going to talk about the anatomy of a business plan this morning, Uh, taking it apart and letting you know what's important, what's not, when you should write one and when not to bother, who to get help from and all kinds of other things and where it sits in the greater scheme of entrepreneurship. Let's get started. Brian, why do I need a business plan?
2: Well, you need to have a good idea of how all the pieces of your business are going to fit together and function, so that you can be profitable.
1: Well, there's an idea. So that's what <laughs> the next thing after idea. It's like that's cool. Let's build it. Is, well, let's, and you're saying, uh, "That's cool. Let's build it. Let's make it profitable." Well,
2: yeah. Hopefully, that's your that's your goal.
1: There's the idea.
2: <laughs> but it's like you know, there are just a number of factors that need to be uh, taken into consideration. And you know, you asked a moment ago, or you mentioned, "Do I really need a business plan?" And the answer is. Uh, technically, only if someone asks you for it. That's when you need okay. it. <laughs>
1: but shouldn't I be asking me for it? A-
2: absolutely. You need to do the thinking
1: that yeah. goes into
2: creating a business plan, whether or not you actually write it out in complete detail or not. That depends on what your other requirements are. But the thinking okay. is what's really important.
1: Okay. So what are the things I think about when, let's just say I'm going to create one in my mind at the moment, and then we'll worry about what we write down later. What are the elements? Okay. What well, be thinking about? Well,
2: I have been doing this for a number of years, and mm-hmm. uh, just recently I came up with uh, the seven M's uh, that are the keys to success for a business
1: plan. All right, seven M's. All there right, you go. All right, you ready for this? top M list.
2: All right, the number one is, is what is the word match. No, that's okay. not match.com or data mm-hmm. online data.
1: <laughs> oh, shucks. They made a niche.
2: <laughs> but it is a match. It's a match between the problem that you're trying to solve and the solution you have that's part of your business.
1: The problem you're trying to solve and the solution you have. Okay, that there's the got to prob- be a good match. Find your niche or your hole. Solve the problem. Well, okay.
2: um, writers and, and uh, other consultants often say that you, know, you, you have to have a problem and then a solution. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the sequence problem solution, mm-hmm. and I've heard debates about well, what's more important, the problem or the solution? And to me, it's the it's the right match between the problem and the solution. I've seen business plans that have a great problem, but not so not a very good solution. Right, and and the converse, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, more of a and we see that often when there's the solution in search of a problem. Someone invents a technology and they think, oh, well, now what could this be used for? And they try to build a business around that, and that's that's problematic. Okay,
1: I actually do see that that does make some serious sense. Um, I find the same thing. Somebody says, yeah, there's a problem here, and they're quite right. There's this huge problem in the industry of whatever they're looking at, but their solution is somehow imperfect. Go back to the drawing board and come up with a better one, certainly. So understanding whether you really do have an ugly baby or not, right? An <laughs> ugly baby meaning a bad solution, or somehow that somebody else might have a better one. So that's important. Well, yes, and-
2: so what I think the important thing to remember is mm-hmm. here is that when you have your problem and your solution statement there's if the better fit you can get between those the better feel mm-hmm. that there is like oh yeah that's a real problem and yeah this is really going to solve it okay it doesn't ne- doesn't necessarily have to be you know the best and the the, the greatest
1: where do i get that answer of course i think my baby's beautiful you know i've got the best solution to this amazingly deep problem the answer is no it's just a hangnail and your solution's fantastic but who the heck needs a solution to a hangnail just you know clip it off be done with it (laughs) so now the answer is really somewhere else it's not with me how do i know who do i ask
2: well find some mentors and advisors and okay. who can help you that's the best okay. by far so the rather best.
1: than having something like a focus group where i go out to my customers those are important you know?
2: too to okay. find out what your customers are thinking but they okay. won't necessarily tell you if you have a good business
1: okay uh, so good mentors who are they other VC, uh, you know other entrepreneurs vcs angels who would they be
2: anybody who's involved in business and has some success and so okay. and so by far successful entrepreneurs are the best mentors Ones who have done something uh, similar.
1: Okay, so because, find your peers at least one or two stages ahead of where you're sitting right. and go ask them.
2: Exactly. They
1: have a real good feel.
2: And there's two other good sources of, um, well, there's lots of good sources, but two others that I'd like to mention are uh, investors. If you can make contact with a couple of investors and befriend them, and not, uh-huh. don't ask them for money, but right. ask them for advice. Mm-hmm. They can be excellent sources of uh, information about whether you have a good pro- match between your problem and solution because okay. they see deals all the time.
1: Is there a good place where we can go find those investors? Do we have to go and pay the money to present it in an investor group? Or could we perhaps find a way to find out who's in those investor groups and simply reach out to them privately?
2: Both of those avenues are viable, and I recommend both of those to my clients who are raising angel funding. Okay. Uh, but, of course, networking and, and making a personal connection is better
1: Okay,
2: and and that's just all about networking, who you know, and okay. uh, using you know business uh, networking sites like LinkedIn mm-hmm. are especially helpful for finding you know who knows someone who could introduce okay. you to an investor. So
1: I'm going to say that, that I think our hottest tip here is that entrepreneurs at the stage beyond you, wherever you are, are the best sources of information on that stuff. Reach out to another entrepreneur in or outside your field say, gee, could you listen to my idea? Do I have a decent idea? And how are you making your stuff work? And can you see that I could make mine work? And secondarily, can you introduce me to anybody in the VC or angel or other funding sector? Maybe it's a banker who knows other ones and so on. Uh, We find in the United States that Silicon Valley Bank is wonderful with dealing with entrepreneurs and startups and are willing to share their list of angel investors, small and larger VCs and their connections. So great places to start. If you're in the United States, call Silicon Valley Bank today. They're excellent. Right? They're, they're they excellent. Are absolutely excellent. So and, and you ban- just get to the point where you get to somebody who says, do I have the right idea and the right solu- uh, The right problem rather, and the right solution?
2: And, and bankers fall into that third category in addition to entrepreneurs or investors, which I call service providers. Mm-hmm. You know, Banks, attorneys, accountants, and so forth. Those are a third source of uh, feedback about your problem and solution. Excellent. About the match between the problem and solution.
1: Okay. Let's move on. The
2: second M is market.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You've Got to have somebody to buy this whatever you're selling.
1: It's a great solution to a great problem but nobody's interested in it anymore. Oops.
2: Well, one <laughs> of the, well, you may have people interested, but are there enough?
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
2: the size of the market here that's really important. Okay. Uh, well, the two, size is important, you know, size matters in this case. And secondly, the rate of growth of the market is also really critical. And Size obvious. If you have, if you don't have enough customers that you can capture, as, you know, a small percentage of the market, then to be profitable, then. It's not big enough to to merit. Mm.
1: Okay, so there is doing. this concept of having an increasing share of a declining market. This is, you know, kind of a regular problem. It has to be not just that the market has some size today, but that it is likely to grow and hopefully grow significantly over time and perhaps even a little larger or faster than simply the rate of human growth, uh, you know, human birth rates or right. something, right? You want this to be an increasingly interesting sector to the paying public. Okay. And
2: part of the reason that investors like startups that are in rapidly growing markets is because there's room for error. Yes. And it, and and one of the hallmarks of a successful startup usually is being nimble. Just getting in the market with the idea, trying it out, And then if it doesn't work, shifting the strategy and revisioning the company and trying something else.
1: Being nimble, pivot quickly, those kinds of things do make good sense. And um, I've always said, and I've said it a number of times on this show, investors will invest first in people, second in industries, and that's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. now, and then third in the company at large. So the second piece here, this idea of investing in industries, makes big sense. Make sure that your market is Some decent size today, but it's really going to grow. And make your point clearly, uh, proof to yourself, not just to your investors, that that's what's going to happen. And that would be something we're thinking about, then you're saying, on our business plan. So it's something we're thinking for ourselves now. Let's say we're not even after money yet. We just want to make sure that we have a large enough growth in our market to make this effort worthwhile. Exactly. Okay. Let's shoot for number three. All right.
2: The third M is model, which is revenue model. Mm -hmm. And that's how are you going to make money?
1: Well, I've heard that there's a secret. If you send out an invoice, people pay you. Can you imagine? <laughs> usually. Now, seriously, usually right, <laughs> but seriously, how do you determine whether you have a good business model, or how do you develop one?
2: Well, you want to. There's there's several pointers here that I would I would like to offer about revenue model. One is you want to make sure that it's realistic. That, that hopefully you know other people, other businesses are doing this same kind of model. They're they're getting people to pay them off for, on this basis. And, you know, there can always be something new under the sun that you may have a new revenue model that's revolutionary. But investors want to know, is something, you know, are other companies making money the same way? Not directly competitive with you, but are they the way they charge money? Whether it's e-commerce or B2B marketing or or whatever it is, is it something that's reasonable that you're going to get paid? Because sometimes um, startups try to invent new revenue models that are not realistic.
1: That makes good sense. Um, Certainly during the dot-com bubbles of uh, early 90s and mid-90s, there was this concept, just get enough eyeballs, just get Mm -hmm. enough people looking, and then the revenue model will appear. Not so. We certainly have an exciting time here, and I think what separates this tremendous growth in technological startups today uh, versus what we had in the 90s is I don't think it's a bubble. People are focused on the revenue model in advance, and this would be a serious hallmark of whether you're going to fall by the wayside or whether you're going to be part of this second startup of, you know, a group of startups that really is in it for the long term. Find well, a revenue model that works. Well, by the way, we, uh, uh, CEO Coach, we do have an entire session on revenue models. If you haven't heard it, look for it at webmasterradio.fm slash ceocoach. Right,
2: and I and I agree with you. I don't think we're in a bubble, but the Pandora IPO last week was interesting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> interesting uh, data point in that whole f- picture because Absolutely. they don't make money.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, but. that's true. So we we can cover that on a future session. But in the right. meantime, we're right. going to take a break here at WebmasterRadio.fm. Before we do, I'd like you to know you can reach Brian at Brian B at BizPlans Northwest or NW. So again, Brian B. at BizPlansNW.com. We'll be right back.
0: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only
2: leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now.
3: If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media toolset, look for the Raven. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: We're back with Jillian Musig, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: And welcome back to CEO Coach on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jillian Musig, president of SEO Moz. I'm here with Brian Brewer, founder and CEO of Business Plans Northwest. Uh, Brian, you've through a couple of uh, pieces here. We're up to number four, I think, on a list of the seven keys to startup success. All right. And
2: these are, these are what you want to have in, in your business plan. So we, just to recap, we covered the match between the problem and the solution, the market, you want a large and growing market, and model, you want a reasonable and realistic revenue model.
1: All right. So the, What's the, next? The
2: fourth M is the message. Right. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and that's, that's your marketing message. And how are you going to get that out there in a cost-effective way? Okay. This is this is the chat. This is the real key, I believe, to marketing is. that it's, it's you know the metric here is cost of customer acquisition.
1: Right. I think I can help there. Right. I think this SEO thing, we got this, right? <laughs>
2: yes. Exactly.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: And, and 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 what's your you know specific strategy? Uh, you know, using some of the uh, inbound marketing techniques that you were talking about earlier before we started the program here are all good but investors want to know what's special about how you're going to do that. What kind Mm of uh, edge or advantage do you have in the way you're going to market your business?
1: So one of the things I can uh, speak to from our experience, of course, at SEOmoz, would be this concept of community building. I speak around the world at conferences about marketing as well as business and entrepreneurship, and I talk about this concept of community development or building community around your concept, your brand, and your company a lot. Um, We'll have entire shows about the concept of building community, which is based on the corporate tenets by which you make your business model. Um, It doesn't have to do with revenue streams. It doesn't have to do with your problem or your solution. It has to do with the community and how you um, communicate with them not just internal, it's how you serve, of course, your uh, team members, whether you have a top-down model or a 360 around like Patagonia or whether you have something that's uh, like Fee, which is T-A-G-F-E-E. If you just Google that, folks, you'll find out all about the tenets that we operate under at SEOmoz. It's an extremely tight community, and how we interact with our larger community makes a difference. And That's what you're talking about, clarity of message. And how you're going to reach them effectively would have to do with building a community of key communicators who will get that message out for you. In other words, you can leverage, instead of one-to-one, one-to-one-to-many. And that will be how you'll differentiate yourself in your market.
2: That is one of the most effective ways to do it today.
1: Right. So lots of different ways to do it, but think about that concept of community, and we'll return to that here at CEO Coach at another time. So in terms of message... What do not just investors want to think about, but what should entrepreneurs be thinking about beyond just stuff like search marketing or inbound marketing, you know, cloud marketing, whatever we're talking about?
2: Well, those are methods of getting the, your message out there. The actual message itself is very important. Okay. What, you know, and that comes typically boiling it down to a, a tagline, hopefully, mm-hmm. or some really crisp customer value proposition uh. that is part of your branding. Okay. So branding is, a, is part of this, getting your message out there.
1: Okay. So this concept of that seven-second elevator pitch we used to have, we know that it's down to about four seconds when you right. put that on the web. <laughs> it's even about down to four seconds in human-to-human contact because we're accustomed now to, if you will, internet or web um, communication style. We have less and less time in our lives. So understanding that if you know your subject well enough, you can say it concisely I would say, perhaps, Brian, this is one of the most important things. Inside a business model, inside a business plan, and inside the head of the entrepreneur. Boil it down. If you don't know it well enough, you can't explain it to someone else.
2: And especially, and and in some cases, you might even need to get it down to like four words. Yes. You know, a typical tagline that really... You know, captures the essence of what your business offers. What's the message you want to get out there? Okay.
1: So, understanding that we want to boil something down to just a few words, maybe two to five seconds in there, um, that's just so that you can get to the next conversation. Exactly. Right. I exactly. told you this story so I can tell you that one. The this story really is just a few seconds, and that's okay. All you have to do in those few words of the tagline is capture imagination and latch on to an idea in your customer's head as to what it is that you're doing and what the problem is that you're solving. Then they will say, oh, how does that work? Then you have another 10 to 15 seconds or perhaps several hours.
2: Exactly. And you mentioned the concept of story, which is becoming increasingly important today. There's, uh, I may have mentioned this on the last appearance here, but I'll say it again. There's a great book out that I want to recommend. It's called Tell to Win by Peter Guber, former uh, Sony Pictures uh, CEO.
1: Tell to Win. Win. Peter Gruber. Goober, oh, G-u- Gruber. Oh, okay. Gruber. G U B E R. Right. G U B E
2: R. Just published well, okay, earlier this year.
1: Head to Amazon. And <laughs>
2: he's got a lot of he's got a lot of anecdotes in there about how he has used story effectively. But he also has created a good framework in the book about how you can learn to use the stories effectively in your business or okay. your personal life.
1: So tell to win. I think that's on my next buy the book.
2: I just <laughs> finished it yesterday. And excellent. It's I'll excellent.
1: borrow it from you.
2: <laughs> okay, it's really a good book. It's worth, okay. it's very worthwhile, especially as it relates to this about. Point about this message is fourth M.
1: Excellent. So, so let's go on to number five.
2: So the number five is is a great one. Uh, it's about your compete, your competition, your competitive landscape. And I was trying to think of an M for this. I had a hard time coming up with one, but it finally hit me: muscle.
1: All right, because yeah.
2: because that you know you, you need to be able that you need to have some muscle in the marketplace that you can you know kind of elbow your way into it and keep mm-hmm. others out of it. Out All right. of your space. So
1: we recognize that startups are David's and the big existing companies might be Goliaths. One might also be starting in a space where there is no Goliath yet because it's new. I would say it's never so. There's always a Goliath in your space. There's always competition of some sort. Who was before. Right. And again, relating that to, for example, SEO Moz, when we arrived, there was nobody out there doing anything like what we were doing. At first, we were one of the earliest SEO consultants. And secondarily, when we started with the tool sets, there were very few or no tool sets of any size or value out there. So, yeah, we were kind of the first ones. Who's your competitive market? The answer? The traditional marketers. (laughs) So they're... Who, your market, uh, who you're marketing against? Maybe what was, and you see yourself as the future. There's always competition,
2: and and part of this is how you, how do you differentiate yourself from the competition? Okay, and that's you know, how are you new or different or better or faster or cheaper mm-hmm. in terms of what your customers are looking for? Okay, uh, that's the, that's the critical part of this, and mm-hmm. and especially if you can, uh, if you're able to achieve any sustainable competitive advantages, ways that you have a, an edge in the marketplace that's going to last for a while but others can't duplicate or or, or ways that you can keep others out of your space. Right.
1: I would postulate that price is almost never that advantage, by the way. You know, better, faster, cheaper. This concept of being cheaper is great when you're really small and your costs are very small and so on. How will you sustain that, I would ask, as you grow to a larger corporation? So... Doesn't mean you ignore the fact that you might be less expensive. For example, a company right here in Seattle, Washington now called Spiral Genetics has reduced the cost of sequencing an entire genome from five or six thousand dollars to about fifteen hundred US. Extraordinary stuff. This is not that five percent solution that everybody else had, they're doing the whole genome for that. But it isn't just about price. Uh, so over time, it, this will become a commodity. Others will do it. You'll be able to sequence a genome in China for maybe $1,000. Hmm. The question is perhaps security of information, um, the clarity of the user interface, uh, the speed of which with which they can do it. Uh, whatever it is, they're going to have to look at larger issues beyond just price. So I would counsel... CEOs as they look at these things, what differentiates you in the marketplace? Price may be a big issue, but look at bigger issues as well.
2: Yeah, it, price usually only comes into play in a more mature market. Correct. Uh, so,
1: correct. Okay, let's uh, take one more break here at CEO Coach, and when we come back, it's the last two M on a list of seven M's you need to think about when you're uh, making a business plan for your startup. This is Jillian Music with Brian Brewer of Business Plans Northwest. We'll be right back.
0: Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO coach right after this.
1: As you know, being an expert at (gasps) f**k What did she say? requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f*** performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio: Search. Social. Display. One platform.
0: And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be.
1: Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: We're back with Jelly and Music, the CEO coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: And welcome back to the final segment at CEO Coach with Brian Brewer. I'm Jillian Music, your CEO Coach. So, Brian, we've got two more pieces. Why don't you give a quick recap of where we've been and give us the last two ends.
2: We talked about the match between the problem and solution. We talked about the market, how you want a large and growing market. Model, you want a reasonable and realistic revenue model. The message, what kind of cost effective marketing can you achieve? And muscle, which is your competitive uh, stance in the, in the marketplace. Yeah. So the last two M's are much more traditional, but this is where things really happen. And that's the management team and the money.
1: All right, and management team. We're getting to where the rubber meets the road. Exactly. <laughs> so this is a pretty tough one for entrepreneurs, especially folks listening into this show. Many of them are first time entrepreneurs, uh, some have had some successful exits before. But let's assume we haven't. Now what?
2: Well, there are, you know, there's two key pieces of advice I give to first-time entrepreneurs about how to bolster their management team. One is is to network and find other entrepreneurs and get people excited about your business and try to get them on your team. But the second one is to establish a board of advisors. Uh, it, and we can come, I could come back and talk for half an hour someday about board of advisors because it's really, really critical.
1: And all right, I, you're on. And I, <laughs> when
2: I see pitches, uh, they make a lot of sense. You know, they, make, they, they do better. And so, again, network and, you know, find other people to join your team and okay. develop a board of advisors. So
1: how do we begin to do that? I serve on boards of advisors for companies in four continents. They found me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they found me at conferences. Some have found me by inquiry to others, so let's see. When I got into some of the boards here in the States, it was, I guess, a reference through Angel sometimes. Sometimes they would, again, find me either through a conference or actually call me right here at my office. So that I think they just kind of picked up the phone and gave it a shot. That's pretty impressive stuff. Where else would you find an advisor? Those are just the ways I've been tagged. Well, I
2: think that's a pretty good, uh, I mean, it's it's through networking and and Mm -hmm. actually having the, uh, you know, wherewithal to just make a cold call and ask someone. Mm -hmm. The hardest part for first-time entrepreneurs to get over, you know, the hardest thing is to get over this idea of, well, I can't ask. And the answer is you can ask. I would suspect
1: that you must ask, and if no is a problem for you, you've chosen a strange <laughs> way to make a living. Um, exactly. Many entrepreneurs tell me, you know, they're not into sales, they can't do sales, they can't do sales. No. It is selling. Every, every little piece that you do, every conversation you have, as soon as they are kind of broadcasting this thrilling idea that you have, yes. You're selling your idea, you're selling your passion. If you want to think of it in more comfortable terms, you're really shouting from the rooftops. (laughs) It's what we call inbound marketing. Um, And it's a lot more palatable than the concept of sales. And I would agree that today the concept of selling has to do with broadcasting your advertising out at somebody's face and not having a conversation. So think of this as conversation marketing. Get on the phone, have conversations. Exactly
2: and the final and the final m is the money okay and fundamental of course to business mm-hmm. and in the part of your plan that you need to show investors or yourself is that you have the source you have the source of funds to grow the business and make it succeed
1: okay and typically
2: when you write a business plan to seek money from an investor and that's where you want to show that there's going to be a good rate of return on the dollars that you're asking for
1: okay so today just this morning before you came I was listening uh, to a video broadcast here of Dharmesh Shah um, addressing a startup workshop. He was talking about whether one should uh, raise capital and when you should do so. He was really saying perhaps don't raise it too early. And I think that might be germane to this conversation too. The concept of this business plan, whether you put it only in your head or on paper, and I would counsel you in some ways, there is a formality and a rigor that happens when you put these ideas on paper that doesn't happen when you permit them to simply float around in your head. I agree. Um, so it's a good idea to begin that concept and process. Um, these are the things that you want to convince yourself of first, and you want to pass the reality test in your own mind first. And as you begin to gain some traction in the field, you will get a higher valuation for your company. You'll be happier at the money that you're receiving and the interest, essentially, that you have to pay because this is the most expensive money you will ever raise. You're going to be raising a few bucks today and paying it back with the value that you are worth tomorrow. Thinking about that, it's best to do that—you know push it off a little bit, but it doesn't mean you push off the business plan. So at what point... Do I go ask for some help? It's, I think, almost like asking, you know, a coach or a shrink or a psychologist or something to help you get your head together. That's what this is around your business. At what point do I say, I could swill these ideas in my head, but now I want to get somebody to either review what I've written down and give me a reality check, or I want them to help me codify these ideas and write them down. When do well, I do that? well,
2: typically, I mean, that's what I do for a living is write yes. business class for right. clients. Right. So when do
1: I come to you?
2: I typically get them when they are frustrated with trying to do it themselves. Okay. And they reach the point where they say, well, I know I need this, but I, I, I'm just not having the success. I need someone to either uh, write this for me, you know, based on my mm-hmm. ideas and information and the business yeah. that I've got going here, or someone to coach me about how to do this well.
1: Okay. And I do both. Is that of those. the right time to come to you, or should we just if, say, Oh, give it up, go first? Or is it really a good idea? Throw those ideas around in your head and you will know in your gut when it's time to Oh ask.
2: I think I think that the entrepreneur has to have gone have wrestled with some of these questions first. Okay.
1: Okay. Sure. So it's not a bad time to come to you. Wrestle with them first and you will know in your gut when it's time get on with it. Exactly. All right. But then don't delay or you're just delaying the growth of your business.
2: The and, second
1: and, thing would be then
2: and vice versa, just, just to follow up on that point, is but don't get too hung up in the planning either. Yeah. I, I see it frequently with entrepreneurs uh, trying to write the, th- you know, the seventh version of their business plan to get it mm. just right. And that's too much iteration. It's like, get, you know, put a stake in the ground, figure out these seven M's, get them clear, and write the plan and move forward.
1: Okay, so one more time, write them down, people match, market, model. Message, muscle, that's my which favorite means, words. yeah, it's my favorite too. <laughs> I love the term muscle. That's your sustainable competitive advantage. Management, and then the money. You can re listen to this tape anytime and get the meanings of every one of them. Grapple with those questions. But once you have them down the first time, or maybe you edit them once, then go get yourself a coach. It's the best money you're going to spend. Because if you don't codify it, and take the rigor of writing it down, you will not really have a good grasp of what your future looks like. Then you're really just playing games with essentially the most important thing you do every single day. You're sinking time and money into this effort. Don't play around with it as if it were something you were thinking about on a playground. Get serious. So I should ask you, what does it cost? If I come to you and say, give me one to ten hours worth of coaching on this, how many hours am I likely to need to start my business plan?
2: It, there's no simple answer to that. It's quite different from one client to the next. It depends okay. on what their needs are. And, Can and you the, give us
1: an average range did, well, that most people take half a dozen hours or most people mm, take...
2: Most people will take between you know, 10, 15, 20 hours okay. of coaching.
1: So Say it's about 20 hours. What does that cost in general? Again, an average. Well,
2: co- coaches, you know, people who do the kind of work I do charge anywhere as low as $50 an hour up to $200 or $300 an hour.
1: And can you share I'm, your I'm price at for higher,
2: I'm at the higher end because okay. I've been doing this for a while and I'm, okay. I'm very good at it. So
1: at about 300 bucks an hour, I have no doubt that you're good at it. <laughs> I've seen some of your work. Now, the question would then be if somebody wants to call you, um, can they do this over the phone?
2: Yes, I do work with clients remotely.
1: Okay. And at the $300 an hour range because you're seasoned and you've got some, you know, fine experience here, would I expect perhaps to use fewer of your hours than I might at somebody at $50 or $100 an hour?
2: I would think so, and I think okay. your result would be much different as well. Because okay. there's there's in terms of creating a business plan, there's the there's the process of just writing it and getting the information down. Mm-hmm. That's that's fairly mm-hmm. easy for, for a lot of different people to do. What I bring to the table is is the strategy, is making these seven M's really work together and helping to reposition the company so it's most attractive to investors.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. So somewhere between three and six thousand dollars, we're ready to go and hit those investors with a lot more, as I said, rigor that is required to make a real business happen. Exactly. All right. So with that, we're going to wrap up. I appreciate your candor and your help today. It was a pleasure to have you with us again, Brian. You can reach Brian at at brianb.bizplansnw.com. And he's located right here in Seattle, Washington. You can reach me at Jillian, G-I-L-L-I-A-N as Nancy, at seomaz.org. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts. And we'll talk to you next week from webmasterradio.fm. Look for CEO Coach and download all the shows.